I get two reactions when I tell people that my dad is in the band The Church. I have no idea who they are or they're one of the greatest Australian bands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. in between. Yeah. The school's like, he's in the church. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him on down. <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board Podcast, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. We've got a very special guest today, very funny comedian, Marty Bright. How are you, mate? Hello, hello. What's doing, man? I love love having this. The can's uh, fun, right? Yeah, the the last one I did, it didn't have that. Yeah. I like, I Name like and shame. No, yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. I mean, famously, the, the worst one I did was a lapel mic uh, mic sticky taped to a stick that the guy had found outside. A stick. Yeah, yeah. And we shared the stick as well. So he was just like, when it's your time to talk, I'll pass it to you. And I was like, fucking hell, man. Listen, like, I could only find one stick. Yeah, okay, yeah. So well, he was going it. on. He was like, I found it outside and it's a beautiful stick. I took it in. I washed it and everything. And I was like, you washed this stick? Good Lord. That'll make it dirtier. Yeah. And it just had like a mic like the size of like an AirPod on it. No, so you're just like holding it to your, like a little flute to your mouth, just being like, "Yeah, I remember when I started comedy," and just being like, "This is where we end up." <laughs> was this like in the days of like dial-up or something? Like that? Yeah, <laughs> no, this was like two <laughs> years ago. <laughs> this is the homeless hour with yeah. some <laughs> shaggy fucking budget cuts, huh? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, the ABC was not having a good year that year <laughs> when I was invited on. But we're here today to talk about ride. So oh, yeah, ticket to ride. Ticket to ride, eh? So Damn. how long were you in ride for, Marty? Um, I've had an on again, off again relationship with ride for my don't, entire life. Don't we all? Oh. You keep, oh. you keep really? Going back to that. <laughs> no, I mean, I lived in the area for like four or five years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I was born in ride and um, grew up there, and uh, my dad lived in Coogee for about a year when I was about six. So that was my first taste of other suburbs right. outside yeah. of Ride. Yeah. Um, you can do worse than Coogee. Yeah, right above the where the Aporto is now in Coogee, mm. in those Ooh. apartments. Oh. You're like, oh, I like Aporto. Not a fan of Coogee, big fan of Aporto. Um Yeah, grew up, grew up there and uh, went to St. Charles Borromeo Catholic School. Um, we, my parents are not Catholic or religious, but the public school option was not mm. really uh, on the cards. They went to the open day and it was just like bedlam. Oh, yeah. Kids really? like climbing on the roof. And yeah, yeah. Like, ah, uh, let's send him to the <laughs> Let's go Catholic get across. School. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Did they have to lie? Be like, yeah, Marty's real Super into it. Maybe yeah. do the sign of the cross, Marty. And you're just like, Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Can I interest you in a riff or a bit? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, when, because we'd go to mass like quite often and sing the songs. And my parents always said, hey, like you're gonna hear some things and you can make up your own mind. And uh, I was always, I actually, because I it was my choice, I was quite curious. Like I actually liked religion. Mm. I liked the stories and mass. They would like say, okay, who wants to do the, do the little act out as they're reading <laughs> the little parable? You're like, oh, Joseph came to the, you know, Samaritans and said, and then the people had to, you had to like audition to be the person. It's only like a 30 second thing that they read out. To be like, and then Joseph held Jesus up. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> and I loved it. I was yeah. always like, yes. Yeah. And they were like, the heathen kid? <laughs> <laughs> he gets to be Joseph. I'm like, you've got to want it. Guys. Yeah. Can I be this guy with horns, actually? <laughs> yeah. I think he would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Imagine they just typecast me. They're like, uh, Judas. Yeah. <laughs> you can be Judas and uh, Pontius Pilate. <laughs> We're gonna just nail the you entirety of the Roman Empire is free for you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we like. I feel like because I went to public school, and even in public schools, they still taught religious shit. I don't know what it was. I'd, did I'd, you get? You were in public school. Yeah, right? I was. And only in Queensland did we have the dad of like the weird girl in my class would come in once a week and give like a Bible class. And yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. You know, that's one what or two it kids would get Bible up and, and go somewhere else. <laughs> no, and the rest of the sisters. Well, their parents were like, we don't want our religion well, taught to us. We it was the reverse for us where we would sit in class and then some kids would get up and I think go and do hardcore religion. Yeah. And we would, they would teach us like broad ethics, but it was all, re- it was a diet, religious re- diet, religion. diet, diet religion. religion. Yeah. It would just be like, sometimes there's a guy and he's great and they put him on a wooden cross <laughs> and it's like very vague and, and that's why you got to do all this. So it was very religious, but it was, it was non-denominational at all. Mm. Like, you know, mm. very vague. Mm-hmm. And I but we were public school and we were the kids who were opting out of it, right? Or not yep. opting in. So I'm like, I don't know how hardcore Catholic schools are, let alone, because that was my experience. Well, I feel like the, because I went to a a public high school and we also had that kind of more light religious programs Mm -hmm. once a a week or something. But at the Catholic school, because other than a few kids like myself who were in the local area and they have to have a few people like that, I think there's like a quota. Yeah, right. And I was like the, you know, (laughs) I was the quota. Um, King of act out. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The pagan quota. Tapa, tapa, tapa. (laughs) Um, But so I know what it's like to go to a Catholic school as well as a public school. And because you're in the Catholic school, it wasn't actually as intense. I actually remember the high school the guy that came in to do the Christianity, he was intense because he felt like he was salmon swimming upstream. Yeah. So yeah. he was like going the hard sell. In. He's got an hour a week. He wants to fucking pack it all in. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, we had like a Vietnamese, um, we had a Vietnamese priest named Father Two and he had a lazy eye. <laughs> oh man, this guy but he was, you know, he was, he already had his um, congregation, like they were yeah. all yeah, yeah, yeah. preaching, preaching to, the to the converted. Mm-hmm. So he was just milking, <laughs> <laughs> just like dragging it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Asking for he's encores got, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the nail the sale, you know, he's got it all. And the other guy's on commission, you know what I mean? The other yeah. guy's like, I gotta yeah. fucking, I gotta get some converts here. Yeah. Outbound, yeah. outbound versus inbound. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. You gotta management. give me the leads, father. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> the yeah. Simpsons yeah. is like I need a conversion <laughs> come on man it was, it was funny though in um, I think year three they do is it reconciliation or communion they have all these stages mm. all your little checkpoints in your Christianity life yeah. where you gotta say certain things and be forgiven etc but I was never part of that but they were always um they did little like training like a mock version of what you do because your communion your whole family's there. It's a big moment for the people that practice uh, Catholic, Christianity, Catholicism. Um, and so they do these little practice practice sessions in the lead up to it. And so one time they have the, like the practice host, the practice bread. Mm-hmm. And they're like, do you want to have one? And I'm like, oh, I'll have one. <laughs> and all the kids are like, oh, he had it. <laughs> <laughs> he had the practice Jesus. Yeah. You're not going to hell. <laughs> yeah. um, and then... What happened was the day that, because it was in the middle of school time, so all the parents came in, everyone was dressed up, 
And then they said to me, oh, you get to go up. You get to go up as well and line up and go up to the priest and, you know, ask for the bread. But I didn't want to, so I had to go up. They didn't have to, but they, they suggested I go up like this. Like uh, no deal. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, like Hannibal Lecter. You've, yeah, like go up with my arms crossed, like as a sign that I'm not having it. And then once a week for the next year, every time they went up and had their, their little wafer thing, I did that. And then eventually I think once in year, I think that was year three, and then by the time I got to year five, my teacher, who I also don't think was super religious, I went to go up and, and she was like, you don't have to go up. <laughs> so just every time they went up, I was just like the only one just sitting in this giant church, just yeah. lounging it in the pew. And I'm just like, oh, that's, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> what, what, exactly. I don't understand like, the cross thing. Yeah, like, yeah. just to, to mark you out as being we, not the same as everyone Well, that's what, else. looking back on it now, it's like if, if I was a fly on the wall looking at it, I'm like, well, that's quite ostracizing yeah. kind of action. But Trying to keep um, God's love out of this kid. But I, I felt special. I was like, yeah, because, you know, <laughs> it just felt like I was – the rebellion cool kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys about when me and Danny got baptized and we had did it in this big church in Queanbeyan and I would have been like three-ish or between three and four and so Danny was between one and two. And because I was a little bit older, I was sort of like, oh, this is kind of weird, but I'm okay with this. And the priest, there's a bunch of kids and the priest like goes and puts the, like dips my head in the water and I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll keep walking. And Danny, the whole time, the priest has got him. And Danny's like, like, just trying to wrestle out of this. He's not having it. And the priest like picks him up. And as soon as his head hits the the water, Danny like goes up and just looks at mom sitting in the massive packed church. He's like, mom, you bum head. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he did. He was so upset. How old was he? He would have been like one or two. That that's awesome. And he learned bum head yeah, already. Oh, bum head was big in my house. Like, really? That was the insult. That you did were. you come up with it? Uh, probably, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> workshopping. Always been a comedian. That's great. I remember, I oh man, because I have no concept about religion as yeah. a kid growing up or even like baptisms or anything never did any of that and then i was dating this girl and i went to a baptism of her like stepbrother's kid or whatever and like you gotta go to this church and, and i'm like i thought it was like an event like a wedding reception or not even that i thought it was like a picnic like i didn't really understand what it was and so i turned up looking so shitty i had like tracky dacks on <laughs> and everyone's dressed to the nines and everyone's looking at me like what the fuck are you doing here and they're handing out the basket of the donations and i'm not fucking donating <laughs> i'm like shoveling it across i'm making a big scene because i'm like caught in this weird <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. How old taking are you? Money. Oh, like 19 or something oh like that. man so i just couldn't have embarrassed myself more yeah, and that family did apparently the relationship last much longer no well no but the <laughs> <laughs> that, that family still talk about because my mate Tony paints with one of the guys in that family. Yeah. And so he still, so like, the they, they still talk about that. <laughs> that you turn up looking like shit to this. Surprised the youth pastor didn't come up to you and be like, Would you like to talk about having Jesus in yeah, your yeah, life? Yeah, like, do you need some hot soup or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we man. have a little op shop out the back. Yeah. Like, take anything, 
take anything you like. I would have been like, yeah, let's do it. You yeah. know, let's go. I mean, even a picnic, throw some nice shorts on. I know. Some I, don't remember, I don't remember my mindset. I just remember thinking, oh, everyone's dressed up. I look stupid. <laughs> but they talk about it like I was dressed like a hobo. So <laughs> even like, like going was. to a party of like your girlfriend's family and being like, oh, I don't know how dressy yeah. it is. Uh, I'll just wear track pants. <laughs> I feel like, like the story has evolved. I might have been wearing jeans, but they they talk about it like I was. Each time you tell the story, it's you're wearing worse and worse clothes. Alex was covered in human shit. <laughs> I had a bindle there. I jumped off a box. Yeah, I was, uh, had a, a, a burlap sack. Yeah. Yeah. Left by getting on one of those train cart things that two people have to push up and down the moves. I'm just, just lapping the <laughs> baptism water. He was eating from a can of beans. <laughs> give some of that. Give some Warm of the body of hand. Christ to uh, put on these beans. Man. I tell you, the ride has some history though. Ride is ride has uh, a past. Yeah, a couple of people from ride. James Squire. The the, brew, first, the beer man. The beer yeah, man. Yeah, first yeah. beer ever brewed in Australia was in the ride area, apparently. Um, yeah, so he was a, you know, like all, you know, convicts or whatever, just like an English guy, and and he stole nine chickens. He actually, <laughs> so there's Not two bad. things. This guy was like, great. So he he, he, uh, he stole a bunch of stuff from a house once and uh, and ran outside and the cops arrested him on the road. And, Victoria uh, Road? No, no. This is back in <laughs> this is back in England. So could, so could have be been Victoria. Victoria yeah, Road. yeah, yeah. But he um he got charged with highway robbery because they arrested him on the road. Oh <laughs> come on! And they're like, is, so he's just good. got a handful of like alarm clocks and you know DVD players or whatever it was back then. And they're like, oh, <laughs> would you just rob a car? You know. So he got he got arrested for highway robbery, and so he's very lucky that was a lot more of a sentence other than just like. Breaking and entering, yeah. mm. and then he got released, and then he stole nine chickens, and they're like, "This is f- you've had you've had enough chances, mate." Seven years transportation, so seven years in Australia as a um, you know a, as a uh, convict, and then you're free, and then he got released, and then he stole a bunch of hops from the from the fucking you know the this town. Guy did not learn his lesson. No, nah, this guy. But then he stole the, the hops and. Famously got sentenced to 150 lashes of the whip. That's all true. Okay. And they also said, and the remainder, um, when able to bear it. So they gave him 150 lashes, and they're like, "We're going to keep. We're going to get to 300 when you recover." Fuck. You know. So if I'm him, I'm like, "No, I'm still a bit crook yeah. from that." Actually, <laughs> yeah. walk with a limp for yeah. a while. Oh no, I'm still raw. It's like anything. a current affairs following him around, making sure <laughs> he's not faking that limp. <laughs> So he got 150 lashes, and then he set up a brewery at down near the Parramatta River in sort of Ride or uh, the suburb that's what's in Kissing Point Putney. Putney. Yeah, just on, around there. They don't really know because it was all called Kissing Point all the way up to Ride at that point. Uh, and Malting Shovel was the brewery, and um, he just started and he was, did all bunch of stuff. He he opened a bakery. He had a credit union. He was this huge um, business guy at the time, and then he, when he died. In 1822, his death was the biggest funeral ever held in Australia at the time in uh, in the colony, which I think everyone was just like, "There's going to at least be some fucking beer, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a decent wake, you know." <laughs> so he died, and I then see if he gets the dead body, gets the remainder of the lashes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was one of those things that bubbled along and then got bought by Lion Nathan or whatever, but no, 1999, Lion Nathan just renamed Han Brewery. Uh, they just they just went. They have no connection to yeah, him at all. Yeah, there's no through point from that. Brewery. That his brewery just fell off the like it just died, you know. And then they went, oh, let's just call it fucking James Squire. So there's no connection between James Squire oh. and the new beers and his original endeavors. But 
he was a ride hero. So there you go. Wow, didn't know that. Yeah. You guys are all riffing about James Squire. I'm like, oh, wow. Marty's <laughs> 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 writing notes down. He's like, I'm to tell some people. See, I'm, I'm not a big beer drinker. And mm. I felt like it was, there was, it was going to be clunky if I attempted it. But I felt like there was some opportunity in there for some joke about 50 lashes. Because isn't that a beer? Yeah, well, that's yeah, right. That's, that's what it's named after. Yeah. The whole point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like maybe the guy that did gave him the fifty lashes, they were rivals. No, but know? that's his beer. It's his yeah, beer. Yeah. It's his. Oh, Squire. that's the James Squire yeah. beer. <laughs> See, that's, that's how not beer I am. <laughs> now I'm not a beer drinker per se. <laughs> but, but let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. I do like a two heat. <laughs> Yeah, so that one fifty that's what they call it, the old one fifty lashes. But it is, is very much him. like the old joke of like if Jesus came back and he saw that people were wearing the cross, he'd be like, What the fuck yes. is like squire? Like, don't name it after the lashes. I hate those lashes. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Fucking I'm, not, I'm still not recovered from them, you know? Don't tell him what's wow. That's James Squires, well, yeah, man. I wonder I wonder if he's I wonder where his grave is. It's probably there, well, I don't know if grave, but there is a memorial plaque thing down at um, um, Kissing Point um, in Putney. Oh, wow. This yeah. is roughly I'm surprised Putney doesn't make a bigger deal of that I, because as far as I know, there is no James Squire Brewery in Putney. No, but back in those days, like you just had a massive lot of land and you, when you died, they just just throw a bit of dirt on you like out the back of your own house. There was no like, mm. not, no, not a, you know, central, you wouldn't take you to some great uh, cemetery, right? So he's buried somewhere in that area. Yep. So they don't know exactly. I'll but tell you uh, what is in Putney, though. The best damn Agalo in the country. The OG. Yeah. Is that's it? the original? Well, I don't know if it's the original, but it was like before it became like a huge franchise, like the Putney Agalo was much more like a chicken shop called Agalo. So like there'd be like salads and stuff in the window and they used to serve like everything on plates and like come out and do table service for you. We went there like between like 2007, 2011, I would have gone there so many times. Like it was the go-to hangover meal. One time when I was working at Macquarie Center, we figured out that we could drive from North Ride to Putney in t like 15 minutes, get our food, eat it and come back. And that that would be our lunch break, even though we're in a mall with like an Aporto up top, mm. like literally every other option there. But one time we went and we were like, we're going to, it was a really fucking busy day. I picked up you as well. And we're like, me and my friend who were the two supervisors were like, all right, we're going off to get a galo for lunch. We're driving. And uh, this person was like covering both of us. One person, she was extremely stressed. And uh, we took a left turn out of Macquarie. And my friend's car broke down, so we were gone for two and a half hours. <laughs> this is Harold and Kumar got a white yeah, car. Yeah, so we did much. not get anywhere close to a car. Like we just had to call it, and like this is on a busy road outside of a shopping mall, and we just had to watch while like a car came and towed my mate's car <laughs> yes. while we just walked back. <laughs> Traffic <laughs> banking up on the highway, and then you're yeah, like, yeah. "Why are you? What are you doing? Oh, we wanted a car." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we had the audacity to walk back in like two and a half hours late and be like, "Our car broke down," and then be like, "We haven't got any lunch yet, so do you mind if we go up to?" the food court yeah. and get oh. drop I yeah. thought you were going to like lean into the tow truck driver and be like you're not going past Putney are you? <laughs> <laughs> that would, that I know a down Putney yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah just to tow you down to Putney get you a garlo <laughs> yeah, through yeah, the yeah. drive through or whatever and oh well oh, there's no mechanic here <laughs> okay I'll have a fiesta meal with extra yeah. prego is, sauce is please. it that much better than a porto I don't know if it is now I was looking at some reviews I had it twice this week I will 
put my cards on the table. <laughs> Not from Parney. Quite weak, Drew. No. <laughs> um, there's one like near my work, and I, I was hung over twice. Oh yeah, the one so near like, World Square. Yeah, doesn't yeah. doesn't compare to Putney. Like, okay. but I've. I'll seen drive out of Putney next time. Take well, a four and a half hour lunch. Jamie, not the first time a the look of fight's the, broken yeah, out. Well, I, I've seen some wrong. reviews of Putney Agalo since, and it seems like the original owners have long since left, and it's just like they've, you know put the franchise logo in and the menu. So it kind of looks exactly the same now. But, like, back then, it really didn't. It was, like, all hand-drawn and stuff but like I, that. I don't understand what, what that... Are you saying it wasn't a real Ogalo or was the it, original one and then it franchised out and made, got made worse? Is I that- do not know the history of it. All I know is that it was, like, an Ogalo. There was a franchise of Ogalo, but this one hit they went different. Off. Okay, mm-hmm. they went off on yeah. their own. Did you, Would go you did you go, Marty? Yeah, I mean, you said 2000. We would have... Past each other many, many times. Yeah, Because yeah. that was Austin Saturday afternoon after we played soccer. Um, it would it would just be filled with all the teams that played soccer yeah. going for their post game, you know, drink beer and yeah. and a and a chicken yeah. burger. Or you would shit. have seen me nudie, skinny jeans, uh, some havies, <laughs> looking hungover as shit, and like, yeah, I played soccer too. <laughs> <laughs> like FIFA, yeah, 20, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was like pro evolution <laughs> soccer. I'm kind of a pro who's evolved past the need to play soccer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but Putney. That's my my dad's place is technically in Putney. Mm. It's like right on the ride Putney. Um, Border, so yeah, that I hung around there a lot. My first ever soccer team was Gladesville Ravens. Oh uh, yeah, I remember those guys. Yeah. Hated them. They had a bit of an attitude about them. For did you, who did you play for? I was uh, I played for the Kenthurst Bush Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Kenthurst. When we got the season draw and we saw we had an away game at Kenthurst, we were like, "Why are we in the same competition as a team that's an hour and a half away from us?" Yeah, it was the Gladesville Hornsby Association. So yeah. we had to Kenhurst like, nowhere near either of those places. And we also every time we'd play against Hornsby, uh, sorry, Kenthurst or uh, Dural, it'd always be nine a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. once a season, you'd have this mission of a game, and uh, I've done, I don't I feel like we got we got beaten pretty. Kenthurst was always one of those teams. You like it's an early game, it's a long drive, and generally. <laughs> I think Gladesville, the year I played, was the only team we beat, and we beat them 5 0. So every other game we lost very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because of me ambling down the wing, being like, I wish I was playing Final Fantasy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I also played, I got around the teams in Ride. I played for the Ride City Gunners, which oh. was the rep team in the area. Uh, they later changed their name to the Gladesville Ride Magic. Oh, okay. I, rebrand. And uh, also played a couple of seasons slumming it in the All Age with the Gladesville Sharks. So All Age. Raven, Shark, yeah. Magic, Magic Gunners, Gunners, and then uh, the Ride Saints United. Mm. So I was a Saint. <laughs> there's, there's nothing yeah, better yeah, going up with your arms <laughs> <laughs> not for me there's nothing better than graduating at all age soccer oh, I feel like best. when you're like you know you're under 13s under 16s under 17s and it's like all pros and then you're like 21 <laughs> you're like all age and then you're playing with like a guy who chuffs like 70 darts a day is 40 <laughs> kilos overweight I'm that guy <laughs> <laughs> just playing with like people like me who can barely kick the ball and you're like oh fuck we're in division 411 uh, this we, is amazing yeah and my first all age team was all age uh, o grade in newcastle abcd o you yeah. know and we won our grand final 13 nil 
Fuck. The grand final. Like, we just like, we were just so good. And it was, I was like, this rules. We're the best. <laughs> yeah. O grade. We go we're going to turn pro. They're like, okay, you guys are in the wrong grade. And they put us up to like E grade or F grade, something like, still pretty ridiculous. They kept doing the vowels. You're yeah, yeah, the vowels. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can and be then, wide. Yeah. yeah. And we were just destroyed. And, and I was like, what's going on? We suck this year. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. the o. Uh, but, uh, and then we, um, but it's so funny because like, then we played, like you say, just old drunk idiots, but we played cricket and some of the guys who were in the soccer team just played cricket with us. And I remember this guy, Justin, who was in our team, the biggest fucking idiot. And he was he was probably like 30 and we were like 21. So f- at that time, I'm like, look, this old loser. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I remember him in the cricket, on the cricket field, like at, at fine leg or whatever. And he had a beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other. And I swear to God, and he's like truffing it drinking the beer and then this ball gets hit to him in the air and he's looking up at it and he just puts the beer down in one hand. He keeps a cigarette and puts it in his mouth and just tries to catch it, <laughs> catch the ball in one. And like just donk, goes over and he just picks the can up and looks at it. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is not even a sport anymore. That's good fun. This though, is like yeah. fucking backyard cricket, you know. So, um, I'm glad that it. you're there to remember Putney Agalo as it was. Because I feel like people don't believe me anymore. And I'm like, Agalo's like this huge game. I thought, but there was I, thought we were, I thought we were off Agalo. No, no, no. <laughs> We've gone on to sport. No, no, no. And now you're like, episode now is back Agalo. to the real topic. Jamie's got a petition for you to sign mm. in a minute, which is bring back original uh, No, I'm going to ask you for donations because we're going to buy it and reopen it. So <laughs> yeah. what's what? Well, uh, maybe those, maybe those uh, chickens... That James Squires, they were the original yeah, Galo chicken. Maybe that's why they were go. so good. Aged, aged chicken. Aged. There's also one thing I wanted to ask you about that was like an urban legend in my high school. Uh, so like uh, we're is obviously this about a girl. It's <laughs> <laughs> a mystery item. The new item is the urban legend. The name of the new Agalo burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, extra guac on it. Uh, no, so when I went to school, I was in Kenthurst, but we had there was like one bus that uh, came through that went to like all the kids in Eastwood, Deniston, that area, and one of my mates was on it, and he swore that in West Ride. There was a bookstore, like a second-hand bookstore, where the guy would sell underage kids pornos, fireworks, and weed. And he was certain of it. And it spread like wildfire through my school. And it was always like, oh, you should go get us some. And it would always be like, yep, of course. Oh, they were closed this weekend or whatever. But then I swear also, like later in life, I asked someone at university about this and they were like, yes, that store did exact did exist in reality, but also the guy was a pedophile. And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, that oh, makes sense. Damn. And it's like, that's why the store closed that's down like, because he was selling kids like all this illegal shit and mm. be like, I can get you more. Like if you give me your number and mm. like show me your ass or something. You know? like, <laughs> but did you ever hear of this guy? Uh, imagine I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a comedy podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, a galo. <laughs> and yeah. Marty, he's here right now. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I'd never heard that. I think in primary school, I was at the Catholic school. Yeah. Right. So it was quite. No pedophiles there. <laughs> <laughs> it Very was quite protected. insular. So yep. we, we didn't get a lot of these like a raunchy, uh, Urban legends. Yeah. Mm. And then when I went to high school, I was at Hunters Hill High School. Ah, right. So a lot of my friends were Balmain, Glebe yep. way. West Ride was not my territory. Yeah. Um, but based on what I know of what West Ride kind of used to be like, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Because it was like yeah. a run. Now, like the area where that bookstore 
purportedly was just like a little like mini mall with like a Coles, a Woolworths, a Dan Murphy's, or and it looks like real nice. And but there, you can still see like there's a couple of like there's shops there that you're like I could imagine that being a CD place where I could get some fireworks. But there's no way that there wasn't a if there was a bookshop there the guy would have sold something to someone underage and probably was a pedophile. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just whether he was like. Whether he sold weed once to someone or whether it was yeah. like every weekend. To One go there day was. I'll get to the bottom of this <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll celebrate at Putney Agarwal. <laughs> I, I, I remember um, an interesting, funny story just in terms of like being a kid in Ride and having that like accidental exposure to porn. Uh, I had two of my friends from the Catholic primary school, uh, Adrian uh, and my uh, best friend uh, Ghani. He was a Filipino guy, lived across the street. In Smith Street, the house of mine that burnt down when I was fifteen, and we get into that. We go back to that. We go back to that. But anyway, he lived across the street, and we just like lived at each other's houses. So, um, you know, I was at their their house and and exposed to Filipino culture. It was great, yeah. um, and that was a good thing about the Catholic school. Is like it wasn't just kind of rich white Catholic yeah, kids. There was yeah, 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 lots yeah. of Italian kids, Maltese, Fijian, Filipino. Um, so it was really multicultural, which I liked. And then, um, so anyway, so Ghani and Adrian came to my house and I discovered, um, hi mum, that uh, my mum used to do graphic design in the 90s for magazines and she did it for adult magazines. Oh, so I discovered yeah. a whole pile of <laughs> like a, a porn magazine under my mum's bed. And I was like, <laughs> Not guys. the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Normally it's the kid drawing dicks yeah. on his school book and it's like, a mum's drawing dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she did the layout essentially like, you know, yeah. The layout, yeah. Whatever. Um, and so I invited, I knew one afternoon, it was like the afternoon of the week where I come home and I'm home by myself for like three hours. I was like, let's go. And I just remember inviting them. And we, they told some of the other kids at school and they just flat out <laughs> did not believe us. They were just like, it doesn't exist. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. they told someone it yeah. was like a Corey Worthington yeah. party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 800 kids turn up, you're fighting them off. But no. what was it like, um, realistically drawn or was it like cartoonishly? No, no. When I say graphic design, I mean like, um, yeah, layout for an actual yeah. porn. So she didn't, the, the she didn't draw anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a hentai magazine. Oh, right. No, no. Sorry, she was sorry, like, sorry. Oh, okay. This is the page for the advertisement. So I gonna, see what you're saying. This sorry, goes sorry, here sorry, sorry, or right. these, these people paid more for this article. So I getcha. it's all kind of, yes. You know, so um, she just had the magazines. Yeah, yeah. But then also like, I also didn't want her, to know that I'd move them. So I was always like trying to keep them in the same order of the one. Can, and then they'd start moving them around. I'm like, no, no, I yeah. lost track. Which No, it's the as, hustler, then the penthouse. As if she'd ever remember, you know, like she'd come and she's like, that's where I left the, uh, the hustler three from the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I could open it then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is always the way though. Isn't it? Like I remember when like we used to steal cigarettes at 14 from my mate Finch's mom. We used to take... She'd have cartons and we'd just take individual ones out of like each one and be like, there's no way she's going to count. And it's like, oh, she's not going to know that. She's going to know a bunch of 14-year-olds stinking like cigarettes <laughs> covering it with Link's voodoo. Like, <laughs> that's what she's going to know. Like, So yeah. did your mum ever figured it out? Or well, she'll probably, yeah. she'll probably yeah. listen Find to this. Yeah. So, <laughs> hi, mum. And those magazines perished in the fire of... Yeah, what happened with this? Yeah, fire? so let's circle Come back to the on. fire. Yeah, so this was the house I grew up in my entire life up mm -hmm. until 15. And actually, 
it's actually full circle with Ghani, Filipino guy. So when he went, when we parted ways high school, he moved up to Wyong on the Central Coast. Yeah. And um, we stayed in touch and maybe like once every school holidays, I'd go up there and spend like a night or two as a bit of a getaway um, mm-hmm. to Wyong. Yeah. Exotic <laughs> Wyong. Yeah. Um, Mum's like, Marty, why are you packing three bags? <laughs> <laughs> Magazines rustling around. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> We got a lot of reading to do. <laughs> studying, studying up in the school holidays. Um, but yeah, I went up there for a couple of days, and I got a call. Um, I was about yeah, about fifteen. He had a house party with all his friends from his Wyong High School. Second time ever I had alcohol, and probably still the number one hangover I've ever had in my life because oh, I lost damn. I lost King of Beers and oh. Uh, oh. had yeah. to drink this like cappuccino. You know, like the co- the coffee plunger yeah. thing, yeah. the the, circ- the cylinder French thing. Press thing. Yeah. yeah. It was like, uh, it was like just assortments of beer, white goon, Bundaberg rum, and it was. They said they. I woke up in the morning with vomit down my thing, with down down my hoodie, and um, they told me that they're all taking it in shifts watching me because they thought I was going to die. And then those wine boys don't mess around. Yeah, it's a big party. Um, But anyway, I got a call. Later that day, the day of my worst hangover from, it wasn't my mum, it was someone, a family friend or someone that obviously came to um, support that there was a house fire and everyone's okay. Um, And so when I came back to Sydney, I found out that my mum had a, um, my mum likes, my mum likes bric-a-brac. My mum's a bit of a uh, rummager. Yeah. Oh, okay. Flashlight on the head, council clean up. She loves not, it. Not, not hoarding, not touching. No, she's, just, well, just she's got a very good eye for, like if you came to her house in the Blue Mountains, she's got amazing art and she can okay. go into a Vinnie's and go, that is well made, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, only yeah. $4. I'm going to grab it and put it in my house or I'm going to grab it and sell it for like 100 bucks on eBay. Gotcha. So she's, you know, she knows what she's doing. Mm. And um, she got a... This is not in that category. She got a uh, secondhand fruit dehydrator, a food dehydrator, <laughs> oh, and she yeah. was making dried watermelon. Okay. Uh, and what? It, yeah. Dried watermelon. watermelon. What's left after? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the same as you get dried mango. Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes down to that level of thinness. But yeah, it's yeah, watermelon. Yeah. yeah. So this it's, is blowing my mind. Yeah, give it a. <laughs> <laughs> um, and apparently, so my mum wasn't in the house, but apparently, neighbours heard an explosion. Oh. And the th- there was an electrical fire, and my mom at the time <laughs> the, the, the dehydrator couldn't deal with the watermelon. <laughs> I, was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> Too much water. Overload. <laughs> Overload. And uh, my mom had tons of uh, like she had a doily collection on the on the kitchen yeah. table. And apparently, that was like fodder. Oh, the porn yeah. under the bed. Yeah, the porn yeah. under the bed would have gone like yeah. Just oh, kindling, yeah. man. Um, so yeah, it kind of like gutted the house, um, and it was you know really tragic for my mom. Because that was my mum's house. That was all her stuff. Whereas I kind of had my dad's house too. So most of my stuff was at my dad's house. The only thing that was the biggest, the only irreplaceable thing I lost was my uh, probably... Sin- yeah, my, <laughs> my Since I was five years old, I was collecting the uh, Hasbro WWF plastic spring-loaded action figures. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I had a lot of them. And I like... I would rummage through. I go to like Roselle Markets, go to the toys and rummage through and find ones. I'm like, you have no idea. This is like so rare. And I went through the rubble and I found them just all melted together. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so upset and I was like, oh. And I was like, man, I really wish I kept it. 
They'd probably be worth it a lot now, right? Well, are they? well I don't know if they are. What I did together. No, no, no. <laughs> in pristine condition. Well, the thing is, though, that I, when I was, I think for my 18th birthday, my, so my family member uh, went on eBay and bought me a few. Oh, that's cute. And they were like, oh, remember these? And that actually started me recollecting them again. Um, and so I'd have, I have a collection again, but it's not as satisfying because the no first way. one was so like kind of... Uh, it's organic as well. Yeah. It's like kind of picking them up, going to markets, it's physical stuff. You're not going on eBay. Yeah, but you know, now I, it's, it's, I haven't bought in or got one in years. It's normally a present, people. It's an easy thing to give me and they only appreciate in value. Um, so if I add it up with a... It's probably the most expensive thing I own. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just collecting, collecting. How many dust. was in the? How many you reckon lost in the fire? What are we talking? Oh, how many? Probably like, you know, sixty or seventy. Holy shit! Because they were like, a, it was a limited time. Like I think they brought. They've got like retro uh, retro remakes of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if it's like original, it's John Cena. It's like yeah, yeah. that's that's not the era. Come nah, on. Yeah. come on, exactly. Um, so I had like all the OG ones, and actually. My friends Brett would, the Hitman Hart. Brett the Hitman Hart, Shawn Michaels, the Bushwhackers, you know, Sergeant Slaughter, all these all these guys. And because my brother and I were into Warhammer as well, mm. I invented this dice-based game to do the matches with. And all my friends that like wrestling would come over to my house. I taught them the rules. And so we'd play like Warhammer, but with the wrestlers. Sick. Yeah. And we'd watch like uh, you know, whatever whatever night of the week they had WCW on yeah, yeah. Friday night. So I'd like, you know, come on, guys, we're going to play with my wrestling figures, watch, look at some porn magazines. Yeah, <laughs> what a party. And then dice-based game. And then years later, I, like, have more perspective on it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, my house was not particularly, like, a wholesome house. And they all knew I wasn't the Catholic kid. And, you know, famously in my comedy, I talk about my mum smoking bongs. And I did also notice that it was a lot there – was, there was more chains of command when I asked people if they wanted to come to my house when I was a kid. I was like, oh, do you guys want to come over? And I was like, I asked you on Wednesday, like, you're going to get back to me? But then I'd see other kids just in front of their parents go, can I go over? Yeah, you can. It was like an instant yeah. thing. Yeah, Whereas right. with me, it was like, they had to think about I it. I need a permission slip. Because the parents are aware. Yeah, yeah. They you know, know like my, my dad's a rock musician. My dad would turn up to school to pick us up in ripped jeans, long hair. And he multiple times got stopped by the staff being like, sir, can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here to pick up my kids. And then, you know, we do like... Um, the school carols and my dad was a musician so my dad would do the sound for the school carols every year <laughs> everyone's just like nice like wholesome catholic environment and then the sound guy's just this like yeah, rocker dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the roadie yeah shooting like, cigarettes behind the desk yeah yeah and they gave him flowers every year and he doesn't have the same last name as me yeah and for like the seven years i was at that school they would always say because my last name is bright his last name's poles and they'd be like, oh um and just a special thank you for for, to Mr. Bright, and he never corrected them. <laughs> and, he get, and they gave him flowers every year. And they're like, read the room. <laughs> flowers. That's so sweet. And we should sure. mention, you say rock musician, but he was in a pretty fucking huge band, right? Yeah. The yeah. Church, the for church. those listening at home. Great band. It's so funny. I get two reactions when I tell people that my dad is in the band, The Church. I have no idea who they are or... They're one of the greatest Australian bands. Yeah. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. in between. Yeah. The school's like, he's in the church. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> bring him on down. Yeah, uh, bring him, you can bring him, bring him to my, uh, my you know, nephew, nephew's community. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is church, by the way. Just dress up a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's, that's great, though. Does like, that mean how, how aware were the kids that. in your year that your dad was like a rock star, essentially? Like, and uh, did they give a shit? Like, 
Yeah, I mean, they he got a little bit of cred, I think. Yeah. Um, and I remember there was one time in year six, year five or six, there was a kid who I thought was my friend at the time, but you know when kids just decide... It's like a grown music journey. Lester Bangs or someone going undercover at the Cameron school. Crow. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, oh, my famous dude is going to be so good. Yeah. Um, but... He for about like maybe I think it was like two weeks. Probably wasn't it? Maybe even shorter. But he got it in his head, Lachlan. He got it in his head that he was just gonna call me a hippie. Yeah, oh, good on you. Lachlan. And then it wasn't not gonna have any. Ex- it was just gonna be hippie. He's a hippie. Like just that me 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 type of bullying. Where probably it's like he heard it from somewhere else, and he was like, I, I yeah. I'm maybe this. maybe his parents said it. Yeah, because yeah. they know yeah. they've got more clued in. Um, so he just went nee, 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 and he would he was comparing me to he would say hippie Homer Simpson uh, Homer Simpson dancing in the mud, you know in the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, where that's it, a weird man. Yeah, and I, all like, the hippie pools you could make <laughs> <laughs> like the episode where Homer is a hippie. The one time Homer's a yeah. yeah, hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like interesting in 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 school. I was I had quite like anger kind of. I was quick to snap. It wouldn't happen yeah. very often, but I was quick to snap. And it was never really based on. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking. Oh, he's calling me a hippie. I don't want to be a hippie. I don't like it. He could have been saying anything. It was just the fact that he was going. Eh. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I <laughs> was actually impervious to a lot of bullying. I was mm. like not fun to bully because I was like, oh, you're a thing, and I'm like, well, I'm not. Also, I don't <laughs> care. But it was more the energy of someone wanting to annoy you. Yeah. And I remember one. He just kept calling me a hippie, and I, I just kicked him. <laughs> I just like kicked him in like like the dead leg spot. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, oh. And he never called me a hippie again. <laughs> just <laughs> single kick. Imagine just two kids in the going, hippie, hippie, tick. Yeah. Oh. Oh, a hippie wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was non-violent. Yeah, well, I've been putting my place. Homer Simpson was a pacifist yeah. in that episode. <laughs> yeah. I love that because he probably wouldn't, he clearly wouldn't know what a hippie was, right? Like It's not like you had long hair or anything at the time. You're a, kill, you're a kid, yeah, right? exactly. So it's just some word he's using. And it's also, what, nine, late 90s, early 2000s? Like, yeah. No one would have seen it. He's like, yeah, yeah you like communist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something his mum did. Dad's seen it too. I remember, I, I think I told this before, we, me and my, we went to a footy camp once and during the footy camp it was like all the kids from other schools and um, one of them was like, one of them just started calling everyone a dildo <laughs> and we didn't sick. know what a fucking dildo was. And so we, me and my other buddy who were in the same school as me come back to school and everyone's like, how's the footy game? I'm like, I don't know, you dildo. <laughs> fuck you, dildo. Not even fuck, you know, screw you, dildo. And we're just calling people dildos. Dildo, dildo. Just showing it out there. Like, no idea what's going on. But it was like the hot slang, the hot insult yeah, for a yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. It was like, later on, you're like, fuck, what was I talking about? And people about? are like, oh, where'd you get that from? But because the people that told you aren't around, you're like, yeah, we kind of came up with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or you go, you don't, but you just go, you don't know what it is? Okay. Well, you're, that's definitely a dildo move. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, it sounds yeah. like you're a dildo. Yeah, it sounds like you're definitely a dildo. <laughs> I, I have one one trend that I think I started. Oh, here we go. I, I, I like it. will claim it. Okay. And you might call my bullshit, but in my circle, mm-hmm. in Ride at St. Charles, I was the first person to use the rubber handball. I invented that in our circles. Oh, this is big. Well, <laughs> no, no, one hundred percent. It was always tennis ball. But, at, yeah. oh, okay. See, I never so graduated like from a, the tennis ball. So you're talking about like a bouncy ball. You know the ones they yeah. sell in like Rebel, and they put yeah. 
there's I see I'm still not even aware of the I was all tennis ball all the yeah, time. Yeah, okay. Well so it's if you go I to, believe it is what I'm saying. If you go to primary schools now, you don't see a single tennis ball. Right. Because they don't maintain their bounce. So they've gotten these mm. they're actually what they call racquetball, which is like indoor tennis. Yes. But it's, yes. I know what you mean. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, a racquetball yeah. and I found one and it's it was a blue racquetball. I got it at a garage sale. And I, I was like exactly what this is about. a better handball. I took it to school and none of the other handball courts had anyone. Because <laughs> they all wanted to play with the blue yeah, racquetball. Yeah, right. And then people started, oh that's it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And now you go to Rebel yeah. and yes. there's I'm not saying I started it everywhere, but in our ripples, I am, sure. I am saying yeah. that you started right. They're called bright ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's that rebel sport. It's Marty's face, like <laughs> the Marty bright ball. <laughs> Someone's like, "Fuck it, here, Pete." Yeah, no, that's cool. I I reckon I invented like it's when you guys played handball. Yeah, there we go. Here we uh, go. What did we all invent? <laughs> you didn't invent rolls. Okay. <laughs> no, when you when you played handball, what was the rule? Was it just Players playing against each other, or we had four way, like him. You had well, four you, way or, or just one, one on one. one. Yeah. Okay, so how would four way work? We have four four equal squares. squares. Yeah. you can do a diagonally. And then who? How do you win though? What was the scoring? System? You had uh, you had um, knock, knock them out. Yeah, you knock them out. Okay. You had, uh, Ascending. Oh, you, you rotate. That's right. Yeah, yes. that's what yes. I thought I made that up. <laughs> oh, I don't know yeah. because I remember. Yeah, I was I, the first guy to get on a field with 11 players and a ball and kick it in <laughs> no, a net. No, no, no. But like I we, invented Bitcoin. We used, we used to have like eight. We'd have eight squares and we yeah. would play ace to whatever. Jack. Eight? Yeah, it would be like massive. And I think I, I, I definitely was the first to bring it to our school. And I don't know where I got it from, but I remember being like, we have like A and then you go up and if you got you go to the end and whatever yeah, is right, better. Right, right, right. It's very fuzzy. And I feel like I probably didn't invent it. <laughs> but I definitely was like claiming it at the school, like this is my And bit. like the bottom the bottom rung position is dildo. <laughs> <laughs> like you're out, you go to dildo yeah, yeah, he's to dildo, dildo one, dildo two. Uh yeah. Dildo one to eight. Yeah. <laughs> dildo ball. Dildo dildo. Ball. <laughs> uh, I like but, your um your karate kick to the leg technique because it seems to run in ride. And one of our favourite sort of um, sub-genres of story here is just local politics and the nutcases that sort of run for office and, mm. you know, mayors and that kind of thing. And this one this one got me because uh, just the headline, former ride mayor Vic Tag charged with assaulting current mayor Bill Pickering mm. at polling station. So this dude, a uh, former mayor of Ride Council in Sydney's northwest, has been charged with assaulting current mayor Bill Pickering. Councillor Pickering was allegedly punched in the face by independent candidate Vic Tag at a polling station in Putney during a by-election for Ride City Council last weekend. Witnesses said uh, Councillor Pickering, 52, was punched by the 63-year-old Tag while handing out ham sandwiches and talking to locals on Morrison Road. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, there was no reason given. I don't know the beef You know what it was? It was like, he's like, ham sandwiches, mate. Haven't you heard of a galo? A <laughs> <laughs> man after my own. Yeah. He was like, I invented handing out ham sandwiches here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. First oh, of all, wow. I mean, other than the story, Vic Tag. Mm. Yeah. That's Vic like, uh, like you know that actor Vin Reams? Yeah. <laughs> it's got that same yeah, it's ring to it. Action hero. Yeah. Vic Tag. I love um, punching former men. It's uh, controversial uh, key, uh, in terms of um, Australian uh, radio controversy. Uh, Kiss FM studios are in Ride. I don't know if you guys know. We're in like the city of Ride. Yeah. And that's where like Kyle and Jackie O record. Must uh, be North Ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. North Ride, yeah. But um, all sorts of controversy has happened there. Apparently there was a massive big protest outside the Kiss FM studios um, after Kyle um, described Virgin Mary as a liar <laughs> who got knocked up behind a camel shed. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, so that he he had a massive protest of Christians and Muslims who were protesting this big interfaith fucking protest, bringing people together though, bringing people together. Like that's what I mean. That could solve world <laughs> religious drama. We all is, just hate Kyle Israel Palestine are just like, hold on, do we both hate Kyle Sandilands? <laughs> yes. So they had a massive protest to get rid of him, and he was like, but he, he goes, this is how dumb he is. On 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 air, he's like, I thought Mary was his like Jesus's. I thought Mary was his girlfriend, but apparently it was his mother. So he's a fucking imbecile to start with. And he goes, and the mother lied obviously and told everyone, Nah, I got pregnant by a magical ghost. Bullshit. Someone chock a blocked her behind the camel shed. You might believe everything. <laughs> you might believe everything that's written two thousand years ago to be absolutely accurate. And good on you. You're dumb. You're dumb as dog shit. This guy who thought Virgin Mary was Jesus' yeah. fucking missus. This, this is a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great bit. Kyle's walking up to communion like this. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, this yeah. is not a religious so, man. So, but I love this because the protest. There was a massive protest there. The protest was organised by the social media account Lebo Memes. <laughs> <laughs> so Lebo Memes are like. Stop denigrating us, you know. This <laughs> <laughs> is great. In that accent? Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. But then, um, but he, but I love this because Kyle's such a fucking imbecile and he's been on and off with the the whole, because ARN, the Australian Radio Network, that's their headquarters and they record there. And he's been um, throwing a bit of a hissy recently. Um, this was last year because, um, so he started recording from his own house in King's Cross. He's been like, I'm working Work. from home, you know, yeah. live radio, you know. So he's he set up Kyle, like Kylie, J- come uh, Jack, Jackie. Yeah. yeah, no, no. She's like, he's <laughs> Kyle like, Kyle and Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting there at home and he's got like, he's paid for someone to set up this massive, it's live radio. It's not like this. You can't just pull, it's like incredibly yeah. Yeah. sophisticated. So he set it all up and then he like dialed in one morning and he's like, management don't even know I've done this and th- we're going to broadcast from here from the future. I'm not going to tell them, fuck them. He's like, just chewing out. ARN, um, you know, management, and it says here the tension, like, between and why he wants to move away and do his own thing, is that he's really upset at uh, the management of Kiss FM because they were reluctant to approve um, his latest uh, segment idea, which was the most beautiful penis in the world pageant. <laughs> so Kyle had an idea to have a segment to basically have male listeners come into the studio naked, and the team would judge who had the most beautiful dick. What's the criteria? Well, it's most, uh, you know. Do you think he's Howard Stern in, yeah. like, in the 90s? But he's like, he was f- furious they wouldn't let him go ahead with it. And the, the management were saying. I'm kind of mad about this too. No, I but management know. were like, his idea was everyone can submit a photo of their dick and we'll judge it. And then when they come in, we'll get the best five and then we'll do it in person. And then, then the management were like, like you could be submitting um, someone without their consent dick. Yeah. You could submit an underage child's dick and yeah. we're going to be looking at it. And Kyle was like, no, nah, this is just ridiculous. This is censorship. And he's furious about it. He thinks it was his greatest. He said when he came up with the idea, he said it was the greatest day of his life. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like so sold on this idea and he's just uh, absolutely just aghast that they won't let him do it. And by the way, this is radio. How yeah, like yeah. it's just they're just looking at a dick. That yeah, dick looks car. good. Oh, that one's got a prize vein in it. So they do the eventually they they say, "All right, people have to people can write in with a description of their dick." They can't send photos. But and then you can lie. Yeah. Exactly. Well, this is just penthouse forum. Yeah. I know. I mean, I've got an 11-incher down here. No so one's going to be like, listen, <laughs> it's pretty ugly, but I'm a nice guy, you know? <laughs> and so he, he, he he's eventually twists their arm and he lets it happen. 
And then um, wait, so he got away. With so it. eventually, they did it. People turned up. They had to the, the the contestants had to wear a unitard, a full head, like a you know, like a that green. What is it? You know that stupid green? Yeah, like a morph suit thing. The morph suit. Oh, I thought you meant like the Borat suit. Yeah, <laughs> no, the opposite <laughs> <Mankini>. of that. <laughs> Everyone must wear the mankini. <laughs> no, the the exact inverse of that, which is everything's covered except a hole. So and he's like, what's well, so, a He's so, so serious out. about it because he's like, so you we don't get a hole because they don't make holes in those. Suits. No, you have to have cut to your cut own. I've got one. <laughs> what? I've got a green morph. You suit. do not. I do. I swear to God. For Jamie's upcoming community notice sports segment, well, who's got the beautiful? Oh, <laughs> beautiful yeah, I would not be able to finish <laughs> it anymore. Uh, who is in the morph suit? <laughs> <laughs> Just clearly, Jamie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I went to a twenty first. I went to a twenty first, and we all bought morph suits, and like it was a house party in Epping, and so I had a bright green one, and I was fine. But like two guys had like black ones on, and you know it's a house at night. They well, just vanished. Like they, they were like <laughs> except for could, their cocks, you could see them. <laughs> but I mean, like you couldn't like to, that was like the irritating thing. Like to, to drink like. And this is what, like, they stunk after a while because, like, you could smoke and drink through the mouth just by pouring it through oh, the thing. Oh, well, because there's that, like, it, the zip is on the back. Like, you have to get someone to do it for you. So every time you went to the toilet, you'd have to, like, get someone to unzip you, then pull it down. <laughs> yeah, everyone's and go. drawing straws. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually, my mate, who's 21st, it was, got like a lighter and burnt like a hole where his dick was. And luckily, the thing didn't catch fire, <laughs> and then he just started pulling Christ. his penis out and peeing. There is and he so was like, many better ways to yeah, do it. And, I he never was there, and he was like, "Yep, I've uh, I've perfected the suit." How I mean, how could somehow scissors is going to be safer than that? You yeah, know, there's so yeah. many better ways to cut a hole in your fire. fucking morph yeah. suit. Yeah, get the get the old links in the yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what, no, put it in my dick, dude. I might, I might still have it. Oh, we got to get that out. I'll now. have a look. But anyway, so they had to do that because Kyle was obsessed with the idea that we don't want to be judging people on how they look. We don't want to be judging if they're too attractive or they're gross. We only judge by penis line. He was so obsessed with this. So it's length that he's looking for? It's beautiful. Beauty. beauty. So oh, aesthetic. It's more than length. Jamie. I've been saying this for my whole yeah. life. <laughs> beauty is more than length. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like straightness, I guess, like no curves, right? But curves are beautiful. Mm. No foreskin. Generally. But do they have like, cause normally in a pageant, they have like multiple sections. They have like the talent portion. I'd like to end world hunger. <laughs> <laughs> so the winner gets a thousand bucks and a sash, which will drape around the penis, declaring you the most beautiful penis and a little crown that fits right on the head of the penis. Oh, so he's going on about it. And so he eventually twists her arm. He has to sign a release saying like he's responsible for any drama or whatever. And the whole week he's like complaining about this stuff. And then um, he basically uh, said like after all this, you know, I'm going to leave this place and sign with a new because I'm sick of the censorship. This is this is this guy, yeah. the most rich radio guy in Australia. And then he got so upset because he'd been lied to by station management who alleged that um, his, his pageant – so it went live to where it would be included on his uncensored on the podcast that they released of the same thing. Like yep. they, you know, And he woke up to discover that the segment which had been edited out of the podcast online, he was ropeable. This is all live on air. He's like, you don't go up against me or you'll be finished. I wish I could name a name. I don't know yet. I don't think our company understands audio. Get a grip. One more live from management. You'll never see me again. And the witch hunt will continue. They'll be exposed for the lying dogs they are, tricking and lying. How embarrassing. It's embarrassing. 
Like the most ridiculous reaction. Uh, uh, over a penis over pageant. Over a penis pageant. <laughs> so he's basically said, I'm so sick of them. I'm moving out of ride. I'm moving to King's Cross to do my show because they censored <laughs> so my let me look at most beautiful, beautiful penis pageant. Good uh, riddance. We, no don't riddance. Want, we don't want him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not right. he, doesn't, he doesn't deserve a gala. No, exactly. No, he no. certainly can't. He uh, looks like he's out of fair. I've, I've, <laughs> I've got a true crime to end stuff on. It's, oh, okay. a, it's a gnarly one too. Is so it Marty's house burning down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Who was it? It was it's an <laughs> inside job. <laughs> yeah. So this is the story of Seth Gonzalez. Uh, so this guy in 2001, he killed his entire family. <laughs> <laughs> Is this uh, Epping? Uh, no, it's not the limb murders. It's it's in Wright. It's in North Wright, actually. Wow. So basically, the, this guy was a Filipino immigrant, and is like a, his dad was a lawyer. And uh, when they moved here as well, the before like um, in the 90s in the Philippines, there was a huge earthquake in the building that they lived in. And this, the son got trapped in there. And so his dad, like, physically went in and rescued him from the rubble and, like, pulled him out and Jeez. was, like, a hero. And then 20 years later, gets killed by his, the same son. But uh, so basically, oh, no. like, they, they were, like, a kind of, like, pillar of the community, like, close-knit, like, Catholics, a devout, like, strict, and placed, like, a lot of hopes and expectations on their children. Mm-hmm. And uh, the son, they wanted him to be a doctor or whatever. Um and he was kind of just like, no, nah, I'd prefer to be a musician. And they were like, no, nah, okay, like you can play your little instruments, but you're going to be a doctor. Mm. The only problem was like he wasn't amazing at school. What he liked was playing music. He loved driving around in his uh, car. And it was just, like some kind of like hotted up like green car that he loved. Mm. And uh, he liked hanging out with his mates. And uh, basically he was... He um he went to medical school and studied at the UNSW, withdrew. Then he went to do law at Macquarie Wait, University. Withdrew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, withdrew. Hang on, I didn't get a Macquarie Uni. <laughs> he withdrew and they both withdrew. <laughs> and then so basically he, w- he was like doing shit at Macquarie and he was like at risk of his expulsion. So he tried to cover this up to his parents by like falsifying his grades. Oh, like no. he went to someone and got it done. And uh, he told his sister who ratted him out. And they were like, all right, well, we're withdrawing your privileges, which is like a lot of money we give you per week. The use of, oh, here it is, his prized car, a green Ford Festiva. And also, Ooh. I was expecting like a, you know, Honda Prelude or something cool, <laughs> yeah. you know, like a Toyota Celica. Not a Hyundai Elantra. But, uh, but also like that there was some issues with like this guy, um, they didn't like his girlfriend and stuff. Oh, no. So basically, like, I won't go into the crimes himself because they're gruesome as fuck. You can look them up. But, like, he one day he snapped and he decided to kill his entire family at, the like, their family home. And so after killing them, like, basically he disposed of all the stuff. And he showered, he changed clothes, and then he, to throw suspicions off, he spray-painted the words, fuck off Asians, like, in the on the wall in the house so people would think it was a racially motivated crime basically mm. and then he went out and had like dinner with his mates in Ooh, uh, the middle of the city shit. that's fucked and so then he gets they, home where'd they go Ogala? uh no they went to the city they went to planet hollywood which is now Starbucks. so uh basically they uh they did that then they went to the arcade then he gets home and he Obviously, he sees his handiwork and he calls the police and is like, my family's been killed. And, uh, like, basically was trying to play the role of, like, a son who had lost his entire family in one night to a racially motivated crime. And so then he appeared on television asking them to come forward. He offered a reward of $100,000. And then, basically, he went straight to the family's accountant to figure out, like, his inheritance, which was going to be, like, 
in the one to two million mark. So he was going to earn enough to like fucking play music and all that shit. Mm. And then so he moved to an apartment in Chatswood and he put a deposit on a $173,000 Lexus. Bit of an upgrade from the Ford Festiva. (laughs) And uh, so he told the dealership, like, I can't pay now, but, like, there's an inheritance coming through. Give me the fucking car. Man, just wait it out, dude. Just give it a couple of years. Well, I mean, he also then traded in his parents' cards for money and pawned all his mum's jewellery. And uh, he also asked, like, other people in his family for money. And then at the combined family funeral, he gave a eulogy and sang One Sweet Day, which is, like, in Sydney Morning Herald, people are like, it's really weird for him to be, like, kind of calm doing the eulogy and then burst into song, like a song and dance yeah. man. Dancing on the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So basically, like... Marty's dad's doing sound up the yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, like initially, like the police were like, this is a robbery or racially motivated thing. But then uh, they turned their attention to Gonzalez because there was a bunch of like inconsistencies in the story. And then they also found like the same spray paint on his clothes that he'd used to write the graffiti. And they found a shoebox in his room that matched like the shoes that he had thrown out when he committed the crime. And he had also like had an extensive internet history looking up how to poison people, which <laughs> you got to get rid of that. <laughs> so basically, uh, police disproved his alibi, and then he made up a second alibi, being like, "Okay, look, I wasn't where I said I was, but the reason I didn't tell you was because I was at a brothel." And then he like named a specific sex worker, and she was like. No fucking way. And so that fell through as well. And then basically he uh, was arrested. He got and the sentenced. spray paint is because I was spray painting fuck all Asians <laughs> in the brothel. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, three years later, he eventually gets sentenced. He had three concurrent life sentences without parole. So he's still in prison. But, but it comes back to North Ride because uh, then it becomes a landmark real estate case because the house at Collins Street, which was built by this Gonzalez family, it was put on the market after the murders. So, so people were like, hey, fucking buy the house. And then um, it remained unsold for three years. This is an original artwork on the wall. Yeah, says, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> um, but um, So basically it was unsold because people were like, oh, yeah. fuck, that's the murder house and shit. But then, like, eventually, in 2004, some prospective buyers, like, it was a couple who had moved from Taiwan. They bought it, and LJ Hooker had not told them, like, oh, by the way, a guy killed his entire family here and then spray-painted fuck-off Asians on it. So they bought it, and then they put down an $80,000 deposit, but then they found out and tried to back out of the sale, and LJ Hooker refused. They were like, you can't do that. And then eventually these people went to the media and were like, hey, we weren't told this was a fucking murder house, you know? And so LJ Hooker got fined $20,000 by the Department of Fair Trading. And then because of this case, the New South Wales uh, Office of Fair Trading and government made it illegal now to fail to disclose like something bad had gone in the house. I was going to say. So that, that's, ba- that's pretty broad. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we used to, used to host a podcast in this house. I felt a chill when I walked in. <laughs> I believe the exact words are fail to disclose information that could have a substantial impact on the value of a property. So community a, notice board could do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. called a, like a material fact, right? Because I remember when I rented a place like two or three places ago in Sydney, they had to go, oh, by the way, 
the former guy fucking burnt to death in your house. We were like, Jesus Christ, can we get a little knocked off the top of that ranch? <laughs> <laughs> That's all you care about. Can you at least clean him up? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, Le- leave the spray uh, paint. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't mind it. That's how a ride wow. house change legislation Fuck in Australia. Oh, well, I, I, I do like the a lot of the stuff you've brought up because I feel like when you say you're from ride to people – it's kind of just like a really bland reaction because like a lot of people haven't don't really have a reason to go to ride. Yeah, they're just like oh, I drive through ride. Yeah, it's just a kind of a thoroughfare. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've you've offered some some spicy insights. Oh, <laughs> there the you go. Seedy yeah. underworld. Yeah. Of ride. <laughs> well, now we give you an opportunity to promote ride to people. So our last two questions are: if someone comes to you and says, Marty. I'm going to ride for a day. I need an itinerary, something to do morning, afternoon, and night. Where do you tell them to go? What do you tell them to do? Uh, I tell you to go to a couple things. Uh, ride Aquatic Center. Yeah. Um, go between 11 and 2 off peak, and you'll uh, get yourself a $13 swim and a spa, oh, uh, which I, I often do. I'm probably the only person under 60 at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to like the two. You're, you're winning most beautiful penis <laughs> <laughs> in the locker room. Ah. <laughs> I was like, oh, only, yeah. Only guy in the steam room with a morph suit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember last time I went, it was like um, there was two two different spa baths and there's it was pretty much like light and day, two different, I would say, kind of ethnic groups. Yeah. One were Asian people, older people in one, very zen out, no one speaking. Mm-hmm. And then in the other spa pool opposite is it's very boisterous, very Turkish bath, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, I would say Italian, um, you know, European gentlemen yeah. Yeah. heckling each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of standing in the middle walking down the stairs and you can go right or left <laughs> and I look both ways and I look over here and they're like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Come join us. And I look over the other one and just like kind of one older woman just kind of opens her eyes and just looks. And I'm like, I'm going over there. <laughs> <laughs> I made my pick. Totally. Um, and then on a on a on a um, promotion self promotion level, July twenty third, Ride Comedy Club will be starting. Oh, hey. Hey. at the Ride X Club, which now has a hundred seater professional theater. Holy shit! Which is now used Great. by the Hunters Hill Theater Company, which is like the biggest amateur theater company in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they're not doing a production the club's allowed to use it for their own events. So they've got me on board. And, um, yeah, so July 23rd on the Saturday night, bringing the culture to ride. Monthly, weekly? We're going to do one and just see how it goes, but we're going to try and keep it uh, nice and, you know, uh, supply below the demand and maybe do it just like four times a year or something like that. Yeah, check it out. Um, So, yeah. And where's that at? Ride X X Club, July 23rd. And, um, yeah, that'll be be some comics there. And okay. have a good time. And that's your. And then, what are you going to afterwards? You're going to dinner, or you're getting someone? So you know, after after the show, late night, late night and ride. Night. The ride hotel is it? The ranch. The, mm, yeah, I, I suppose you could you could go to. Um, there's a the new school ride hangout is to go to Oliver Brown. A top ah. ride. Get yourself a little hot chocolate. Oh, okay. that's like a Max Brenner style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit new school for me. I prefer to, you know, do a Macca's run down to West Ride. Yeah, I go love through the, the drive-through, get a bit of McFlurry, mm. something like that. If you do oh, any yeah. memories of West Ride Macca's in my time, <laughs> yeah, you like play it because I, I go through them all. You can <laughs> we were always smack banging in the middle of uh, Gladesville and 
Yeah. And West Ride McDonald's. And there'd be like pros and cons to both. Yeah. So like, oh, there'll be less people there, but also uh, the car park is like, you know, it's quite a congregation zone. And sometimes some, do- you know, people just got in fights for no reason yeah, at West Ride. Classic Macca's. So, ah, we'll go to Gladesville. Keep it, cla- yeah. keep it classy, go to Gladesville. If you do okay. go to uh, Ride Hotel, I have a review here that uh, made me laugh. Just give you a little flavor of the place. So one star. Where is, wait, sorry, sorry, Ride Hotel. It's just called Ride Hotel. I would have to Google map it to show you exactly where. But it looked. A pub? It looked like a very Sydney pub. Like they had that just classic like Sydney corner pub hotel mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. One star. It might be the Royal. From yeah. Mark. No, sorry, it was. It was the Royal. Yeah. You're right. Uh, one star from Mark. Photos look nothing like my experience of this place. I went outside to escape the stench indoors and was met with an abundance of foul cigarette smoke. Ordered a flavoured vodka and a homophobic customer made reference to the supposed femininity of the drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, don't, uh, don't order it by saying, can I have a flavoured vodka is one thing. Some grizzled yeah. old local is like, yeah. Yeah. The grizzled old, old local was uh, none other than Vic Tag. <laughs> <laughs> just like, ham sandwiches, bang, flavoured vodka, boom. Or poof. Um, and our wow, final question. question. Our final question, Marty, when all is said and done, ride comedy club, has become the most successful comedy club in the entire world. You've made millions from it. When all is said and done, would you settle down in Ride for the rest of your life? I I think I've had my time. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think I've done Served enough ri- hours in Ride. <laughs> uh, so I'll have to uh, go out to Kuji. Polite, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Respectfully decline the offer, <laughs> and we'll just stay pen pals. Yeah, <laughs> close the Agalo door, open the Porto door, and yeah. <laughs> Quigi, there you go. So, apart from uh, the Right Comedy Club, do you have anything that you want to plug? Socials, shows coming up? Uh, I'm doing a, a tour of the South Coast, New South Wales, soon with a musician friend of mine. We're doing like a comedy musician hybrid tour, which I'm really excited about. I'll be in your home city. Hell yeah, Queanbeyan. Um, yeah, well, not Queen Bear. Canberra. Canberra. Well, I'll be doing... Um, go across the border and say hello to the Queen Bear. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Give them some culture. <laughs> we're doing... Um, so we're doing... Uh, it'll, it'll be on my socials, but it'll be... Uh, we're doing a gig down in Naruma. Um, then we're going up... Bateman's Bay for sure. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful part of the country. And then we're going up to Canberra and doing the Springfield sing-along and trivia night in Canberra at the Gang Gang Cafe. Okay, yeah. I know so... You know, I know you've got some Canberra folks. Yeah, so if they yeah, want, if absolutely. They like, like The Simpsons and come along to that. But yeah, just give me a... And what's your socials? Marty is bright. Great. Thanks. And you're like, Marty. you're gigging enough and touring enough that anyone listening in any part of the country could probably find you gigging somewhere around them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not leaving New South Wales for a while. Okay, but I, I take that oh. back. <laughs> under, <laughs> New South Wales under court order, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, Marty, you got to stay here. No, but you'll be around. You'll I will be around. Go follow Marty, check him out. What do we got to plug, James? Uh, obviously, you can listen to this every Monday and you can watch the full YouTube every Tuesday. You should subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's great. And five-star reviewers. Yeah, five-star reviewers on Apple Music and Spotify. Spotify. We are on all socials as well. Oh, and this Sunday. Yes. Uh, be I believe Sunday? coming up this, no. this Sunday that this episode coming is released. is released. Me and Andrew Bensley will be hosting at the coveted Everly Comedy Club. <laughs> Alex White might drop in or yeah. he might be too drunk from the pre-hang at the pub. <laughs> uh, not me and Drew, though. We're you going to be professional? <laughs> no, we're going to go to the Glengarry. Come say hi to us there. Yeah, pre- come hang at the, the pre-hang. Yeah, we prefer. Way better. <laughs> yeah, if we can have a couple of beers with the audience members and then cancel the show. <laughs> oh, no, that's oh, no, no, that's we're, no, it'll be fun. Everly Comedy every Sunday. 
Uh, apart from that, Marty, thank you so thanks much for coming on, mate. Thanks, thanks, thanks everyone for listening. And we will see you next week. See Bye. You guys. Bye. See ya. Bye.